0: Hi, this is Julie Ann Grossman, and you're listening to the FSF Podcast.
1: The show where the voices in our heads are often that of our guests. Hell, it's better than listening to ourselves.
2: Our show is brought to you by our charity sponsor, the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund, which supports the Wish Upon a Teen Foundation that helps out sick kids when they need it most. And just imagine the comfort you'll give Red Shirt Crewman number 131, She'll know that when she puts on the red shirt and joins the starship in traversing the universe with those who boldly go, that she didn't leave her family desert and without hope. Because the red shirt, Widows and Orphans fund has her back and what's left of her turbo thrusters.
1: (laughs) Alright guys, our guest today is an amazing voice actress with some stellar credits on her IMDb resume. She has credits in Star Trek Discovery. She's Etta Candy in DC's uh, animated Wonder Woman. She's been on Spaceballs, the animated series, Star Wars, The Old Republic. Hold on, I'm catching my breath so I can keep going. Justice League action is Hippolyta and so much more. said quick because there was just too much. Uh, but she's got a fantastic resume and I'm excited to welcome Julianne Grossman to the FSF podcast. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. You forgot about Big Barda.
1: I did, but there was so much that I could I could have like just like gone down your resume. There's so many <laughs> cool things. To and, talk about then time would be up i mean <laughs> exactly right. I
0: think, no, <laughs> so was a lot of fun yes yes so yeah I'd
1: be like so we had yeah you had julian grossman on your show yeah we did we just went through her resume i that's all we did we just went through that
3: <laughs> just run <write> her imdb
1: <laughs> we were all exhausted by the time we got to the end of it but yes we went through it uh, nice uh So one of the things we love to do uh, on the show here, Julianne, is we love to talk to our guests about their origin story, what got them to who they are and what they're doing and and why. So in in the story of Julianne Grossman, what got you uh, interested rather in doing work in the entertainment industry and even more so in voice work in particular?
0: That's a great question. I was um, using my grandma Seal's staircase um platform as a stage for my antics when I was about three and I insisted that everybody sit down on the sofa in front of me and there was a little banister uh, coming up the stairwell with a little ball on top of it decorative ball and that was my microphone so I would sing and dance and make everybody listen, you know, to me. Uh, you can only imagine what that would be like listening to a three-year-old who made you sit down. And, laugh. and that's kind of when it all began, you know, my father remembers the potato masher that I used as my microphone
3: mm-hmm. when I was
0: a kid. And um, I just always loved making everybody laugh and and entertain people. and um, and my grandmother, was an opera singer with the cleveland symphony oh okay so i um i had an interest in voice early 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 on i i was fascinated by the voice i sang as a kid my grandmother paid for my singing lessons but even more than that when i got into college um i got really interested in the pedagogy of the voice uh, and the and the the way that the idea that the voice is really the only instrument we have where the emotional connects with the physical, you know, where we can actually it, it's a tangible thing, the voice where we can, you know, it's the only instrument we have that allows us with our Mm -hmm. own biology to exhibit um, trackable, recordable emotion. And so I I came this close to going to school for voice and speech um, pathology and pedagogy. And I didn't. I did an acting uh, MFA or almost completed one um, instead. But um, I've always been fascinated by the voice and, and by... Um, and by, by voice over because it's it's mm-hmm. such a little niche business and you don't have anything to use mm-hmm. other than your voice to get your idea across. You don't have an eyebrow to raise. you don't have a smirk, you don't have you know, anything at all but your voice. So it's just such a great feeling to get it, you know, right in the pocket.
1: Excellent. That's a great answer. I, for one, used a whisk. That was, that was my microphone when I was a kid. Oh,
3: love it. Love it. See, and I cause... love it. You said that you can't imagine, but you can't imagine having a three-year-old telling you to sit down. I'm like, mm, she's four and she's in the other room.
0: <laughs> as soon as but you said
1: that, I was I like, I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can. My, my daughter's 16 now, but she's do the same thing. So. Oh
3: my gosh!
0: All right, so it runs in our family, then. It the does,
3: but you know, it was so funny listening to that. You mentioned that your grandmother was an opera singer, so was mine. But my grandma's name was Julianne, which I think is even funnier. Wow! <laughs> I know, like as you are talking, I am like, yeah, my grandma, my grandma was an opera singer in Grand Rapids and in Kalamazoo in Michigan. Um, yeah, mine was and in Ohio, so same awesome. neck of the woods. That is awesome, and I was that same sit down and listen to me. Look what I can do.
0: Right. Right. And so is my daughter. Uh, Unfortunately.
3: (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're a bundle. We tend to be (laughs) a bundle, but it's your
0: grandmother was Julianne. That's great. My grandmother was seal. Celia. That's beautiful. Thank you.
3: So I was looking at your website and your list on IMDb and your list on your website, and you have an amazing list of voiceovers for commercials and campaigns specifically is what I was looking at. Mm-hmm. It mentioned Target, Nissan, Arby, Applebee's, it went on and on. But with your voice being used in so many different places, are you ever surprised when you hear your voice in a commercial, like not paying attention to the TVs on and suddenly you hear your voice in the other room?
0: I wouldn't say I'm surprised as much as I'm... Highly pleased because that means cha ching <laughs> Oh yeah. Fair um, enough. Yes, there's nothing better than um, you know, hearing my own voice on TV. Not because I love the sound of my own voice. I I I rarely watch anything I'm in or listen to anything I'm in, but um, but it's just good to know that. You know, I'm still out there and the contract is still good.
1: <laughs>
3: there you go. <laughs> I understand that. I can see that.
1: My my brother uh, is a musician and he's had a couple songs uh, contracted for a couple different movies, a couple like the Medea movies. And um, uh, there was a TV show called Blue Mountain State for a while. And he had a couple songs that were licensed for that. And uh, so every time those episodes would come on, he's like, honey, we're getting a check. We're getting a check, baby. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's the most amazing form of passive income. It's uh, thank God for our unions, you know.
1: There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. So
0: as
2: nerds, one of the things that we enjoy are some of the stories that happen behind the scenes of mm-hmm. some of our favorite shows. Mm-hmm. And the stories we don't often get to hear are the ones that are behind the camera. So what was a scene or a scenario that happened behind camera that you found highly entertaining or funny
0: within the star trek realm or any realm
2: any realm that you're welcome to share but will you
0: you take a space ball story
2: sure for sure
0: okay uh got a few of those as obviously working with mel brooks joan rivers and dom deluise um you know, you can imagine that there were a lot of beeps <laughs> and giggles going around. Uh, yeah. Um, one day, Dom DeLuise was wheeled in. Uh, he was in a wheelchair by then. And of course, he's Pizza the Hut, right? Mm-hmm. He to do his voiceover, he had a bunch of celery and carrots that he was going to chomp on while he was delivering the line. And I don't remember what the line was, but he took you know a bite of carrot and and said, "I'm gonna." <laughs> had some water, tried it again. I'm gonna. <laughs> Add some water, tried it again. I'm gonna. <laughs> Jesus, Mel, I got a whole Puerto Rican family in my throat. (laughs) (laughs) And we were all hysterical laughing. And Mel Brooks says, of course, you can't deliver my comedy, but you can deliver your comedy while you're choking. So
1: Nice. (laughs) That
0: that was a good one. And then there was the time when uh, the wonderful... Uh, Joan Rivers came on the set, and of course she was Dot Matrix in the film when she was a young woman, and she was the only one of all of us who addressed uh, Mel as Mr. Brooks, and uh, she came in, this was, uh, this took place in March of what year don't ask. And she said, well, it was an election year. My um it was March of uh 2020 of uh 2008 And she said, <clears throat> I don't know what to do. I was gonna vote for Obama in the election, but I I heard that he swore on a Quran. I said, No, Joan, that didn't happen. He didn't swear on a Quran. It's I will, you know what. Let me take your email. I'll give you all of my, I've done a lot of studies on this. I'm voting for Hillary, but if you want to vote for Obama, that's fine. And let me give you the real deal on him. Oh my God, oh my, thank you so much. And so she gave me her email. Uh, I, I I emailed her everything I'd found. and um, uh, And to this day, you know, I still have her email. Uh, and, um, that was really cool. Just, uh, just personally getting to know her. And <clears throat> as you can tell, I do an imitation of Joan Rivers, which when she one. wasn't, yeah. when she thank you, when she wasn't there in the space, um, Mel would ask me to fill in for her. And then until one day I'm doing, a, you know, I'm doing her voice and he says, stop it julianne you got to stop impersonating because our editors can't tell who is joan so just be <laughs> in your normal voice you know, so.
3: that's, <laughs> yeah. that is an incredible joan rivers impersonation that, thank you so much i channeled. Yeah. Her.
0: i loved her
1: yeah that is actually really very good as soon as you started my, my head kind of shot up like wow that's 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 kind of spot on that's really good <laughs>
3: Did yeah. she ever hear your impersonation of her?
0: No, I never oh, did man. It for her. I never did it for her. I, I was, you know what, I had so much respect for her when I, you know, the few times that we worked together, she mm-hmm. was always just dressed to the nines and a beautiful scarf. And, you know, and and she was so respectful to Mr. Brooks. And um I I I never I never did it for her. I, I should have just to see her reaction I but. can
3: imagine she would have just she would have just died, laughing, and sure. died laughing. yeah. oh, yeah. oh man. there's a
1: a story and I can't remember what the the guy's name is right now but he does a, an amazing Christopher Walken impression and he tells a story of him doing his impression for Christopher because Christopher <laughs> oh, yeah. says to him I hear you do an impression of me mm-hmm. and uh the way that the story goes is that so the guy does his impression for Christopher Walken at the end Christopher's like you know why don't you go in there and i i don't want to do the session today what go in and fill in for me <laughs>
0: right right
1: you know oh, uh okay. cuz Christopher thought it was so close and thought it was so good
0: that's awesome
1: so, you know it could have been that type of Yeah
0: listen sound alike voice acting is so much fun and uh it's just it's it's a great it's great great kind of work
1: oh yeah we've talked talked... a
3: couple a couple of voice actors who've done sound alike and it's just it's amazing yeah
1: yeah how close that some people get with it it's just
0: it's creepy right
1: yeah oh yeah very um you know especially uh uh, Christopher Swindell we talked with him and he's done some sound alike for uh like John Goodman Mm -hmm. Uh, and and he's done some of the stand-in for John Goodman on uh uh the Disney Monsters TV show. Uh right.
3: That what, what's Inc. that
1: one? Well, not Monsters, Monsters Inc. Is Monsters the movie at work. Monsters at Work. Thank you. It was Monsters something. I knew that. But Ask you know the, one he,
3: with the four-year-old.
1: Exactly. And so he does he did a little bit of, of his John Goodman for us. And I was just like, Holy crap. If you <laughs> yeah, if you close your eyes and just don't look at him doing it, because it's 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 not that it was off-putting because he it, it's because it was coming out of somebody else's voice, because you so john goodman's got such a recognizable strong voice you know and so when he's doing something you're like that's john goodman and right. then to hear john goodman's voice come out of somebody, somebody else, else's
3: mouth it was weird
1: i had to close my eyes because you know it was it had nothing to do with christopher he was doing a wonderful job but it was just like it was so weird to watch but
0: yeah he's got a very john goodman's got a very distinctive voice you know
1: absolutely absolutely yeah So, Julianne, one of your other uh, bigger credits, and one of the reasons I originally reached out to you is because of your work on Star Trek Universe. We have a big Star Trek following in our group. um, And uh, our our Facebook group, I think, currently is just under 211,000 members.
0: Fantastic. That's great.
1: And there's a lot of really big Star Trek fans in there, and a lot of really big Star Wars fans. So... Many of the folks that we talk to would love to have a hand in one of those major nerdiverses. You've been able to have a hand in both. Uh, because of Star Wars Old Republic, you have a continuing character there throughout the DLCs and, and everything else. And of course, the ship's computer in Star Trek Discovery and being able to talk with the cast and do all the things that you do there. But what does it mean to you as a voice actor to have? lent your voice to these two massive nerdiverses
0: um what does it mean to me it it is it's so incredibly humbling I have to say um you know uh I felt the full extent of that humility when I went to my first Star Trek convention in Vegas and you know I I, I hadn't been a Trek fan. My dad was, but I, I hadn't really watched. And and um, I had absolutely no idea what to expect. And of course, I thought, oh, please, you know, a Star Trek convention. I can only, <laughs> have, you know, men in adult diapers living in their mother's basements. And I, you know, was so cynical about And I get there. Astrophysicists, geologists, mm-hmm. scientists, you know engineers these people were not only so bright but they 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 took my hands this pre covid and said welcome to the family and you know thank you your your work was was you know meant so much to me and and they just were so kind and the abject kindness um of the star trek fans is mind blowing. I, I mean, my, I was, I was just mind blown by, by all this kindness coming my way. And, um, you know, I, of course, I'm incredibly honored to be in uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic. I don't, you know, feel that as much because I haven't been to a Star Wars convention, or you know, I, I, I don't right. have any feedback from from those fans. But, but with Star Trek, it's just been, it just changes your life to be a part of that franchise and a part of that family. It really does. Uh,
1: One of the things that I found with the Star Trek community, because now frankly I'm new to the Star Trek community myself. Mm -hmm. So growing up, I was, I've been very much. And if you look at anything up on the wall behind me, it's all star Wars. Uh, I grew up in the star Wars camp. That's where I planted my flag. That's where I was going to hang out. And so I've always kind of avoided Star Trek uh, up until the last couple of years.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: even more so in the last six months, I started watching Star Trek. Well, actually, it was last year with Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. That's where I kind of went, OK, I watched that series and really enjoyed it.
0: I loved that, right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was so good. And so I thought, well, if that was that good, there's got to be other stuff that's that's good, too. And so I started going through Star Trek, and I'm into to Next Generation right now. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I found um, for somebody who may have openly mocked Star Trek for years, uh, <laughs> you may have may yes. have allegedly you know, oh. allegedly exactly she see she gets it um, may have allegedly mocked Star Trek uh, very, very openly. I was amazed at how quick the Star Trek community was to, to welcoming me in and saying hey you're here let's you know uh what do you like about star wars okay well let's find something in star trek that's that's close and let's find this and and people i had people that i didn't know you know shooting me emails and messages and recommendations and oh, watch this episode and maybe this one's one you'll like and wait till you get to this one and and just the 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 kind of like you mentioned the kindness of the community has been very welcoming and very encouraging and makes you even more so than i think the shows and i I found the shows to be very entertaining i've very been very much enjoying next generation yeah um i found that that makes me want to watch it even more so because i like the community that's that's around the show
0: right you're connecting with them and and it's yeah. a, a solid group i mean mm-hmm. you know they're they're just a, 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 a know a mobilization of this fantastic and intelligent wildly intelligent most of them you know group of people that are there for each other and and they've spawned new relationships just being in this group a lot of people got married because they met each other you know at a convention and um and it's super diverse to the community there are a, a lot of gay people that are Trek fans, a lot of African-Americans, a lot of Asians. Mm -hmm. I mean, just Native Americans, like a lot of different, you know, diversity and ethnicities in this community. And I think that's, that's what Star Trek is all about. Right. Right. It's, you know, we're one, we're in this together. And, you know, it's, I think they've aimed for diversity, you know, since the beginning.
1: Yeah. Since Mm -hmm. day one, for sure. Yeah, you know, one, of the, one of the things that you mentioned that one of the things i i have enjoyed about star trek versus star wars is that i watch star i watch star wars rather for the 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 booms the pals the the laser swords and mm-hmm. you know and, and there are there are things about star wars that make me sit back and contemplate life and i think sure. about things but i have had more of those type of moments with star trek than anything where i have i gotten done with an episode and i have had to sit there and and really think about how that affects my life and Mm -hmm. and and how these things you know moving forward if okay like you know if that was to happen in real life what would be the impact on on our society and how would that you know because whereas star wars is exciting star trek to me is hopeful yes so it seems always hopeful and always accepting Mm -hmm. yes Yeah. That's
0: a perfect way of putting it, you know, conflicts resolve, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, hope is always on the horizon. Um, We're in this together. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. There, there are some really grand themes in Star Trek that, um, that really transcend the show. And I think have had such a, I think that's what has created such a large following and such a close-knit community.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: And one of the things that I like about the the Star Trek community is within the the actors that we talk to from Star Trek, they talk about that same sense of family. The, the fans have that same sense of family, but also the amount of times that Star Trek actors give back and they use their platform as Star Trek actors to be able to give back. We're mm-hmm. actually working with... Armin Shimmerman, Kitty Swink, Jonathan Frakes, John Billingsley, and their PanCam team
0: mm-hmm. to help with
3: pancreatic cancer. Yeah, I found it interesting that you work with the D.D. Hirsch Suicide Prevention Center.
0: I do, and I'm so glad you brought that up.
3: <laughs> and that is an amazing, amazing thing to be involved in. Can you tell our viewers and our listeners how you got involved, how they can get involved, and why that cause means so much to you?
0: Fantastic question, Kathleen, and and thank you so much for asking that. Um, I attempted suicide in 2002 uh, and was subsequently involuntarily committed into three different psychiatric hospitals. When I got out, I did what any sane person would do. I wrote a comedy about it. (laughs) Um, My play, From Bonkers to Botox, uh, enjoyed a, a sold out run in L.A., we were. Uh, I was a featured performer at the HBO Comedy Festival. The show ended up getting an NBC deal. I mean, it was successful beyond my wildest dreams. But the most important thing, and really the legacy of the play, was that um, um, I joined efforts with the Didi Dee Dee Hirsch Suicide Prevention Center. We were looking for a community mental health center to funnel a portion of the proceeds to, and I spoke with a couple different organizations and Didi Hirsch was far and away back in 2005, um, you know, the most organized, um, you know, had the most resources available. So we were able to donate a portion of the proceeds to Didi Hirsch. I was then presented with a commendation by the organization's CEO, a woman who is still near and dear to my heart, uh, Dr. Keita Cur- uh, Dr. Kita Curry. And, um, and for the, for 17 years, I, I emceed one of their biggest fundraisers alive and running the 5k. Um, and because the cause is so meaningful to me as a person who struggles with, um, major depressive disorder, um, it is so important to me to, To shine a light on this and to talk about it and, and to encourage dialogue about mental illness um, among people who are suffering and those who love them. And, um, and I got to tell you this organization, which uh, if you're in crisis or, you know, somebody in crisis call 988, it's as easy as that call 988. Uh, You will be taken directly to one of three organizations. Didi Hirsch is is one of the three. And um, if someone you know or love is suicidal, uh, all you have to do is keep them safe for one day. That's it. Look over them or make sure they have someone there with them, looking over them for one day. And sometimes that's all it takes. And the next day, they're more hopeful or the next day you decide, you know, what is to be done tomorrow. But for today, you just want to keep them safe. Um, Dee Dee Hirsch also has um, what's called the survivors of suicide attempts support group. Um, I was a peer participant of one of these groups. They're incredibly effective with people in crisis who don't have a lot of money or resources on their own. They can go to this group therapy session. Also, people who have lost someone to suicide, there are support groups and therapy sessions for those who've lost someone.
3: That is fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's a it's it's so fulfilling to be a part of their world.
3: Well, I am so grateful that you <laughs> failed your attempt. <laughs> I'm very bad at it. I'm very bad. You know, that is one of the best things to be bad at. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And, and that you are f- using that to help others. That is yeah. absolutely amazing. Thank you, yeah, thank
1: you. Thank you for being willing to, to talk about it. And thank you for being able to put it into a format that uh, will not only entertain people, but also get the point across. I think that if we can make it anything that people struggle with, if we're able to take away that stigma that's attached to things and we're able to make it to where somebody can have a conversation about it now whether it's because of a comedy you wrote where people can uh have a giggle or two and then realize you know what the topic is and what what's going on and and then have a conversation because of that or just having the conversation i think both ways are are fantastic and whatever gets the job done really in that sense in my opinion you know you're we're still we're chipping away at that stigma because there's there is such a stigma about suicide and suicide prevention and 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 people struggling with various levels of mental illness and and and, you know and all these things so thank you for being willing to talk about that
0: my pleasure
3: that's the hardest part that the thing that is the core of your person the thing that deserves the most care the most love the most attention is the thing that is so highly of as being terrible that you're getting help for it it's like no it is your brain is is you if any other part of your body was hurt you would take care of it that's right i mean
0: having a having a mental illness is exactly the same as having a physical illness Mm -hmm. i mean being schizophrenic is the same thing as being diabetic i mean mental health is health
3: Mm -hmm. yes
0: and, um, you know, when I did my play in 2005, which was, you know, a long time ago now, the stigma was even thicker. And, oh, sure. Uh, and yet my play was greeted by just, uh, you know, overwhelming um, acceptance, you know, people open dialogues, mm-hmm. um, you know, people felt more comfortable talking about their own experiences and. And it opened doors for people. Um, and, uh, you know, whenever we can, whenever we have empathy, you know, for someone who is is suffering, maybe we don't have the experience, but if we can empathize with them and just listen, sometimes that's all that's needed. Yeah.
1: Agreed.
2: <laughs> so certainly that is a project that is dear and close to your heart. But was there a voiceover project that you worked on that was still dear to your heart, but didn't quite get as much love as you was hoping it would get?
0: Hmm. Um, let's see. Didn't get as much love as I was hoping it would get. Gosh, I, I, I can't nothing comes to mind i have really felt great (laughs) about you know um most of the projects that i've worked on um
2: is there a a lesser known project that people should know about
0: um well i'm really proud of the work that i did in the rage 2 video game Mm. I play uh, Desdemonia in that, and it was my first motion or facial motion capture job. And it was absolutely the most challenging job I've ever, ever had as a voiceover artist because, you know, you've got all the dots on your face and you have a camera that's right in front of your nose And you're also having to watch the character on screen deliver your lines for the character while you're mimicking their motions and what they're doing. And and it was um, just incredibly challenging. And uh, at the end of the day, the character didn't look like me per se. I mean, she was a dominatrix in her late 60s. So I'm glad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she had my facial expressions. It was so creepy to see her in motion. Sure. So that's a project that a lot of people don't know about, but that was really fulfilling and, and challenging to do. Very cool. Good that is fun. really
2: cool. Yeah. So Ju- Julianne, I have
0: time, thank- I have time for one more question. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. I was going
2: to say thank you so much for being on our show oh, today. Oh, good.
0: Okay. <laughs> good timing.
2: Where, where could our listeners go to find out more about you and your works?
0: They can go to juliannegrossman.com, j u l i a n e g r o s s m a n.com. They can go to jewelgross gross twenty three uh, is my Instagram. I can't remember what my Twitter is. Um, and uh, and they can, of course, go on YouTube and I'm, you know, I've got a bunch of stuff out on YouTube too. They can also go to Julianne Grossman on Facebook uh, to see some stuff and reach out to me. And um, honestly, I'm really bad at social media. So if anybody does reach out, please don't be offended. If it takes me a while to get back to you, I will. Um, I'm just terrible on it.
3: <laughs> well, we will definitely link your website, your socials, so that people can see what you've got coming out. And we will also link uh, for Didi Hirsch so that people can figure out how to help That's with fantastic. that as well. That's
0: org. Thank you. D i d i h i r s ch.org thank you yeah, for
1: absolutely we' we'll, we will include those all right guys I want to remind you that subscribing is the single most important thing you can do to ensure that we get more amazing guests like julianne Grossman here today to have these great conversations with and funny moments for you to be able to listen to so please subscribe go check out our discord and our new patreon page you know you want to uh and uh, go check out julianne's work as well she's got some really cool stuff out there in fact we barely scratched the surface of all the cool work that she's done. If you go check out her IMDB page, you're going to be spending at least the next 20 minutes going, Ooh, wow. She was in that. Holy cow. (laughs) But yeah, there's, there's a whole thing. But if for whatever reason, you are not happy with the content of our show today, please feel free to lodge a complaint with the head of our complaint department. That of course is Julianne's microphone. Now, if you go to her website, (laughs) Juliannegrossman.com, you'll see that her microphone stalks her and that there's some level of concern here that is true yeah so only send in one copy of your complaint because being a sentient electronic it will know how to properly file and amplify the need for punishment of bad podcasters like ourselves and to be honest once it's done stalking julianne we can be sure that it's going to hunt us down and make us pay for our podcasting crimes against humanity i can't be positive guys but i do think this is where skynet starts
0: thanks so much you guys that's i appreciate amazing. it and thanks for having patience i know it was a while till i got back so
1: ah not a worry uh,
0: thank, thank you guys you so much
1: you're welcome. you're welcome all right guys that's going to conclude us for the fsf podcast
0: goodbye
1: no on behalf of the rest of the hosts of the fsf podcast we want to thank you for listening to this episode if you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, please contact us by means of Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FSF or go to www.fsfpopcast.com and click on the contact link. Thanks again, and hope you enjoyed the episode. Copyright 2023 FSF Popcast. Reference to any specific product or entity mentioned on this podcast does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by FSF Podcast. The views expressed by the guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact us via email at info at fsfpopcast.com. Original music by Jordan Michaels.